Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends. <laughs> and we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife with Linden Tree Midwifery. I'm Meredith Rout, also a midwife with Linden Tree Midwifery. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant here with you fabulous folks at Linden Tree Midwifery. What, what? Kim and I are giggling because we had a a short little check-in meeting before we recorded. And my idea of a staff meeting is talking about our feelings. Yep. I had a list of things to go over. Like, we're going to talk about this protocol and this procedure. And she was like, I had I a longer like, list of my feelings I, I like wanted to talk, to talk about. about. <laughs> I like to talk about this. And I was like, okay, okay. All right. I can do that. All I right. This. All right. All right. The beauty we did of good. Kim is, even though it's not her jam, she does such a good job holding space. <laughs> does she? I'm well, wait, yeah. one, one hell of a space holder. When <laughs> what I, does that mean? When I, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> When I when I surprise her with them, oh yeah, I was yeah. fine with it. I hold space we well for job. people I love. Yeah, but when people yeah. I don't love start telling me their feelings, mm-hmm. all I can do is stare at them. It's like when you're at a bar and somebody corners you and tells you their seven birth stories, and oh, sometimes God. I don't have space for that. Sometimes I am not. <sighs> I just glaze up and like stare out of the corner out of my eye and nod. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, just part of the more shit than giggles is that even when you love people so much from the bottom of your heart um we won't go into details but it's still really hard to work together (laughs) we acknowledge that our differences make us stronger and yet can be so challenging so i mean look it's like you have friends and you don't work with them and they're your like go-to to bitch and moan and my boss did this or my co-worker did that and the beginning of this podcast right mm. unfortunately and also fortunately depending on how you look at it meredith on and the time I, of day meredith and i are so intertwined now we're co-workers and we're friends and we're podcast people and it's literally the only thing that would make it worse is if we became lavas lavas never all the rules but i feel like <laughs> it's been like a thousand lifetimes for me since we me and kim recorded last our episode about sexual education i know i missed like, it i'm so bummed i missed it i really enjoyed i listened to it when i was um working on my stairs and i like i liked it yeah Arlia has such a nice voice she does obviously she's, does she sound like that's what she does <laughs> no she has a different voice she has a nicer person. voice than me she has oh. like a radio vo- like a, it's like smooth oh that's true she and does, she's a singer she's a performer so yeah. that makes sense did she yeah. sing on the podcast no, no. Mm. i wanted her we should have made her sing her like an in not made her we should have asked her to, like, like a jingle intro or something <laughs> jingle <laughs> um but, but yeah so talking about what we've been up to uh since then i went to mexico i spent a week in mexico i wanted to give a little shout out to Haley from beluga baby because we spent a magical week together in the sunshine i would only ever wear beluga wrap to mexico because it's so breathable in the hot mexican sunshine i know right beluga (laughs) beluga wraps and beluga buckle carriers are the best wraps and carriers you can find go buy one (laughs) belugababy.com so that you can help shameless plug go to mexico with jess again she needs to pay for her next mexico trip (laughs) that's right that's right (laughs) but it was really so nice and uh it was the first big vacation like out of the country i've taken my kids on and um 
I feel besides like, Nicaragua. Yeah, but they were so little when we went there. Um, but I feel like we really had a bonding week, the three of us, and they got to see a side of me they don't usually get <laughs> oh, to see. And you mean that in a positive <laughs> way? I mean that yeah. in a positive like, way. Fairy until, Jess thriving in the sunshine. I mean that in a positive way until the, the last night when Fairy Jess did what she usually does and got totally trashed and acted the a night fool. Before. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even remember it, but the picture she has of that night is hands down my favorite picture oh, i've seen of her i need ever. to see that right now my, such a good picture my kids took a video of me trying to get dressed for dinner because i couldn't figure <laughs> out lila, my straps lila just looked up and lila <laughs> is looking over here like <laughs> laughing <laughs> look at her face at lila's like i will never be like that at least they don't hate you they think it's funny they think Thank you're funny god <laughs> um but yeah that was great and um so yeah, a lot of stuff has happened, and we're not going to talk about any of that stuff today. No, we're not. But what we are going to talk about, which um, is a very interesting topic to me, and I hope it is to you, is um, triaging our clients, which basically means the period of time when somebody gives us the heads up that they think they're in labor to the time that we all make the decision together that they mm-hmm. should come in or we should head to their house. Mm-hmm. I'm actually excited about this episode because the whole reason we started this podcast was to like process birth work, right? And I feel like we've lost, I've personally lost sight of that a little bit. But I feel like when we talk about you always learn something new, triage is when I feel like I learn the most about oh, birth yeah. and myself as a birth worker. <laughs> I actually feel like I'm regressing. No, we're, you're not regressing. <laughs> I think we've 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 kind of like you know switched roles yeah, a little bit. I think so. We're just like yeah. in different chapters, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when you're a new birth worker, it's like you get that phone call in the middle of the night, and you're just like, "Whoa, I'm so excited! Someone might be in labor." Like, really? I don't is that go. what it is? I don't think I've ever felt that. No, I, I felt that way for the first year or two. Like I would get excited to go. I to don't even b- remember oh, okay. that chapter. Well, yes, when I was a doula, I did. Okay. Yes, yeah. And so, even if someone was so early on, you'd be like, "Well, I'll just head that way." And then four days later, they have their baby mm-hmm. finally, and you feel like yeah, you, you don't got do pummeled. that for long before you start to realize that that's not your journey. Yeah, but there's like really that excitement. And then as time goes on and you and we say this all the time and you do it more and more and you start to realize that even though we do know things and we can usually kind of judge things people that trick us, all people the time. trick us all the time and, and not every, like meaning. No, they don't mean I to. just think Birth the, more, tricks us all the, the time. more I do it, the less I know. That's what yeah. I say. Yeah. End. Which is fun, right? Like we're a little bit of like adrenaline junkies in that sense. Like when, of course we are. When I just like walk into something and be, yeah. sh- be shocked. And it's funny, like, the way we work together since we are such good friends is, like, the conversations between us is, like, I almost feel like the one who's making the call gets, like, apologetic. You're like, so so sorry. Yeah. So I feel like. My favorite is, like, good morning. It's like, fuck off. Why are you being so nice? So it's like. I, and you do, I know I've t- done this with Meredith more than with Kim, but it's like, um, 
and I but I've called Kim as a doula to to tell her it's time but it's like um so <laughs> my feeling on this is either she's about to start pushing out her baby or we're all gonna go or there she's two <laughs> and we're gonna be there for several hours and it's just prodromal and we're gonna go home so i'm really sorry in advance but mm-hmm. i think we should head there but i never question you when you do that yeah because and i know most of the time you're you. right like either we're gonna have a baby or we need to know that nothing's happening so we can knock her out and go home it's just funny because <laughs> we all have a like w- if if jess calls me in the middle of the night it's always hey <laughs> hey <laughs> Sorry, it's so early. <laughs> so yeah, she always goes, but also so, right. So, and, but when Meredith calls, like she'll be like, "Hey, oh, I'm so straightforward. I'm like, let's <laughs> just. I, I, I used to be like, hey, do you need a minute to wake up before That's I start talking I to you? That is true. Her middle of the night voice is so professional. I'm it's like, so professional. I feel like I'm getting in trouble. I don't want to like waste the brain energy <laughs> it takes to like put on my nice voice. I'm just like, let's just tell. I'm just gonna tell you what's happening. And we are going to handle this. I think that's a good way to call. <laughs> yeah. Is to say, hey, do you need a minute to wake up or yeah. should I just start talking? I'm usually cranky though, so I don't ask. No. <laughs> it's just if like, go, hey, this is happening right now. And so there. So there you go. <laughs> You're always like, just go ahead. Like, <laughs> like we're all trying to not be annoyed at each other for calling each other at three in the morning, but it has to be done. And also it's not it's better our than fault. being annoyed with. Honestly, I think what it is is like, we've just got off the phone with the client and we can't be annoyed with them. Right. So we have to like be annoyed with somebody. Yeah. It's like a biological, it, like it's just a, you can't help it. Cause it's, no matter, no matter how much you love your job, ultimately at the end of the day, there the nights when we fall asleep and we're like, I just really want to sleep through the night tonight and not have anyone call me because, you know, we're all in our thirties and forties now, and mm-hmm. we like to sleep at night. Yeah, our bodies are literally need it more. And we wake up when we get woken up in the middle of the night. Like part of our brain is like, oh damn it, I hope this isn't real and I can just go back to sleep. And part but of us the other is, part like, is like, we need this baby. We need yeah. this baby to be born. So let's let's get this rolling. So when I didn't sleep for like whatever, seven straight years with, with Evie and Brock, like it was long. I didn't realize how little I was sleeping. It's like what you're in with Eliza right now. Mm. Even if she sleeps well at night, it's not, it's not, <laughs> I know it's not, it's still not good. So now I am used to sleeping. So when I get woken up at night, my world comes to an end. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Are you dying? Is your baby literally about to fall out? <laughs> like, What's happening? That's not how you come across it all, though. No, because it's, I love my job. Like, yeah. I do not at all mind being called. I love that's what I tell our clients between too, three like and four in choice. the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my favorite time to yeah. be called. Yeah. Um, but that usually means it's real. Right. If it's but three it's or four in the morning, like, it's probably real. If the kids come in at night, I'm literally going to murder them. Yeah. Like, you better be puking or bleeding or both or something. Well, maybe if they paid us, that would help. No, yeah, maybe. <laughs> There's a $5 fee to come in this room right now. Do not wake me up otherwise. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe if we got like a birth high when our kids walked in the room, something. maybe that would make it better. If we got something from it. Yeah. Cause we've always talked about how, when we get that phone call and I think the hardest part too is when I get like, it's 10 o'clock at night and I get a heads up 
from one of you guys that's like, hey, uh, this is happening. We don't know. We're keeping an eye on it. We're waiting two hours. And so then I lay down to sleep and I'm like, all right, maybe I'm going to fall asleep and maybe I'm not. And then it's like you lay down and then you get another text an hour later, right as your eyes are closing. And then you get another text an hour later and you're just like, ah. Oh, not me. I'm only going to call if I need you. I'll yeah. give you a heads up and then that's it. Like, yeah. I'm not. We had this conversation because you also talked about how like, if you're out, like even if you're on call, you're not drinking, there's like an activity or a party or something and you're like, oh, do I go home and try to get two hours of sleep yeah, or do yeah. I just power just through power through so I can enjoy this moment because this isn't going to happen again. And it's like, ah, or just like, I don't know. I'm not somebody who enjoys being next to my phone as you um, know. <laughs> we have realized that and it's just like a whole different sub sub like context going on at anything you're doing it's like is my phone near my body what if i miss it like yeah i don't know it's just another level yeah and you get used to it to a point where it's like even being in mexico i thought about that because this is the first time in two years i feel like really where i went and i wasn't worried about any work at all i Mm -hmm. wasn't worried like about my other job i wasn't worried about people going into labor here and so it was just being able to be completely checked out in the moment which is where most people can be even every evening when they get off of work yeah um and it's like such a luxury um that we choose up to wish up to and like do to ourselves it is a choice that we make yes and it's so worth it but it's still acknowledging the 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 like low level stress yeah associated with it sometimes it's glitter and rainbows and sometimes it's a whole lot of shit waking us up in the middle of the night and it's really shitty <laughs> for me it's not like the like do i fall back asleep i kind of assume when somebody calls me i'm not gonna fall back asleep because i do feel like our clients tend to check in fairly frequently once yeah. they've made that phone call for me it's like once i get out of this bed i don't know when i'm gonna be home again mm-hmm. like and i feel like that felt less stressful before eliza but not with eliza it's just like so hard to not know what i'm gonna, gonna see happen. her again yeah I mean, I'm so well supported, so I'm so grateful and it, it goes so smoothly. Um, but yeah, that's really hard. So I think we should talk a little bit about the actual process we all go through. And I, I will acknowledge I don't triage our clients through Linden Tree, but yeah. um, you still make a lot of that decision, though, like as a doula for clients. Yeah. Though, when you're I, the one communicating with the when provider. I go as a doula whether they're going to the hospital or they're going there at a home birth or birth center. Um, I'm usually going to their house first and doing communication with the provider um, as to what's going on. And also me as a doula decide help trying to decide when I should go right to their house as well right and Um, that's even harder right because you're like you're going in early labor so you could be there for days potentially well I always tell them like I don't I don't like to go in early labor I I always tell them I come when you feel that you need me but then I preface it with now if you feel like you need me but it seems really early like me coming into your house too early is actually going to slow down your labor so it's like trying to find that comfortable meeting where I'm like I'm not going to be the doula who's like I'm not coming until you're in active labor and at the birth center and helping them like make that decision so it's a little bit different for you guys because I feel like and you can correct me if I'm wrong like and I usually tell my clients like usually 
we like to get to the hospital or to the birth center or for the midwives to come when you are getting to active have, like, labor. Bit of clear parameters yes. that we look out for, which again, we're always learning. So they rarely do they ever work out the way you think they're going to. But I actually want to say too, I feel like in the context of a birth assistant, you actually get the shit end of the stick because now that like Katie has been doing some triaging. So she's in control of like when mm-hmm. we go and the conversation, I don't handle that gracefully. Like I like being the person talking to the parent uh-huh. and making the decision because I feel like I have a better grasp on what's going on and know yeah. that it's like feel more comforted that it's time to go. Whereas like if someone just calls me, it's like, it's time to go. I'm like, Ugh, what is it? Are is you it time sure? To go? <laughs> like I'm not good at that like i like having the control (laughs) i'm fine with that like i can i hold on to control for a lot of things but if someone else is triaging and then they say okay we have to go fine it is really nice if they've been the one like texting and calling exactly yeah the last four hours and you got four more hours of sleep exactly yeah that's true it's a it's that's just me that's my personal but it's issue that i probably need to like get away from it's a difficult thing because i feel like um i know in like childbirth classes they they try and make a rule to tell parents like when you're four four and four like four minutes apart or four four sorry four four one one four projections are four minutes long four <laughs> minute four minutes apart one minute long for an hour that's when you should head to your birthing yeah, space or call your providers but we spend so much time unpacking that though with people. i know and i do too and i'm like i understand why that's like a blanket thing you that you can something. say. Yeah. But like, I know when I was a new doula, how many people would be like four, 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 one, one. And we get there and you're literally there for like four days. Yeah. They're not even dilated at all. Yeah. And the contractions Everyone is individual. You should just base it on that. Well, I think that's yeah. what I, when we talk about like individualized care, I feel like triage is like when that really, really shines through. So like for us, when somebody calls in labor, there's so many things we're taking mm-hmm. into consideration. Like, Are they a first-time parent? Right. Where do they live? What's their support like? Where do they live? How <laughs> anxious are they? Um, what are their previous birth experiences? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's so many different things that we take into consideration with triage, which is honestly shocking, considering we're making these decisions at 3 in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. goes as well as it And does. sometimes it's like it has to just come ultimately with most birth workers after they've done it for a while it comes down to like a feeling in your gut because we have those people who were like you need to come in when their contractions are 10 minutes apart right like we had that one not that long ago i mean i guess that was like two years ago now (laughs) where we're all 2000 (laughs) yeah right (laughs) that we were like yeah she called she had just started having contractions 10 minutes apart and i was like all right let's wait 10 minutes and within 10 minutes they're like no we should come in and she still had her baby in the car on the way to the birth center or those times where you like make the decision to wait another like half hour to see what happens and you're like oh i'm already putting my shoes on like i know that that probably wasn't not the right choice that's but what like, we did with sherry yeah exactly i can think of so many scenarios like that where you're just like i'm actually getting ready because i know they're gonna call me within the next 10 15 minutes and we're not gonna even make it these 30 minutes i think it's hard when i'm talking to someone and i know they're not in labor yeah, yeah. like not a question and you're spending hours of your night trying to convince them that they're not in labor yes. yep that's and so hard it is hard and, and it's like and i know they're feeling stuff but also 
we've had this conversation so many times we have sat with you and talked to you about i know you might get to the point where you feel like a b and c are happening and this is when we're going to tell you to do xyz really need you to trust me but I guess when it's you, it's it's not. And so I'm like, this is prodromal labor and they just cannot accept it. Yeah. Or it takes like four hours. Like I would say on average, it takes like four hours for people to listen to us telling them that and to be having the experience they're having for them to finally accept. Well, I think like I get it. It's so exhausting. It's so defeating. It sucks. Mm -hmm. I think the prodromal labor is the heart. One of the hardest things to triage because it's the worst. people call like, like the whole, the, the one weekend we were out camping and we had a client and it's like, it's a gut feeling because she's having contractions every three minutes. They're a minute long. She's saying they're very painful. Like, but something in your gut is like that pattern doesn't sound normal normal for where she should yeah. be in labor or like nothing's changed in the or, last couple hours just like in terms of like intensity or how you're right. coping so if we know or if we are like this is probably prodromal this is what's happening and they're acting like you know and they're they're interpreting everything is feeling like they're about to push or if they start saying like extreme pain or like this is so severe like oh my god then i'm wondering is it normal like you yeah. shouldn't be in that much pain when they're eight minutes apart. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So when people are perceiving their labor as being extreme when it shouldn't be, then we have to figure out, is it just terrible prodromal labor or is there something going wrong that we need to figure out? Or are they just, you know, very and, in tune with their body. So things are more intense for them. And it's really tough because I've had clients like that where I knew it was like a prodromal labor. Um, I had one client that I was like an hour away from before. And she's saying things to me and I'm like, I just don't think that that's what's happening. But it's like we tell people to trust their bodies all the time. Right, but right. we can tell something's not quite right. And then she's and, and also it's where you know, we learn our lessons to make sure like, let's talk to them. Let's see what's going on. But then like, sometimes we have to go against our gut and let them do what they need to do. But this mom was like calling me, telling me like, I feel so much pressure. I feel like I'm about to push. Like she, like she was saying everything to the T that makes it sound like her baby's about to fall out on the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, this I don't think so. Yeah. And I don't know why. Right. It's like, I just don't think so. But because I was so far away, I sent her to the birth center and this wasn't your client. This was a different client. And, and then I started driving there. And then as soon as I got there, the midwife, who's a dear, dear friend of ours, she comes out and she goes, Oh my God, she's completely fine. And I was just like, what the hell? Oh, she's what? Just the change. She in, was like, completely fine. Like, helped no. her, like, she was saying all these things to me, but, but in were, reality, if I had seen her, I would have been like, known. no, that's, well, that's not what's happening. That's what's so hard about it is sometimes even if you know it's not labor, the only thing you do is check on is them go, yeah. and go see them and like either do a circle exam or just like get your eyes on them and be like, look, like what I'm seeing right now, this isn't what so, you think it is, which is so hard, right? For like, people we, that right, are having trust their bodies. like intense prodromal labor, I think... Because it can be really painful and it, it truly does feel like because your uterus is contracting. Yeah. It's just your cervix isn't opening. I think that can be more painful. Yes. Than really. Because you're not yeah. making progress. You're just right. stuck. And so we do not doubt that it is uncomfortable or painful. 
But I think sometimes for me, if I say, well, let's just see what's going on with your cervix. If I'm like, listen, your cervix is posterior. It's closed. We're going to, you know, jiggle baby around to get them off the cervix or whatever. And then things just stop. It's like sometimes the mental part of it, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, if they know their cervix isn't opening, then they can like will their uterus to like stop. Yeah. I wish there was like a magic way we could make those words have the same power over the phone as they do. Well, (laughs) that's because you have to check the cervix for that to happen. Always though. I feel like sometimes we don't even check. We just get there and we see him and we're like, listen, I've had so many clients where listen, Linda, I could tell, it wasn't time but I was like all right I've been trying to tell them to sleep and they're like she can't possibly sleep she's not sleeping it's not they're too intense and then I drive there and I rub her back for an hour and she falls asleep she falls asleep you actually used to do that all the time yeah I actually remember and what I don't mean every client but you are really good at either you would show up so that it would either kick in yeah or or stop stop. Yeah. yeah I feel like the longer you did it, the less you were willing to do that. (laughs) Isn't that true? A lot of times, though. You're like, "Mm." well, I think it depends, too, and like how far away they live. And so I I think that's why. That was a nightmare, the one that you were driving an hour and a half. Yes. And you did it like three times in 12 hours or something. That's why I stopped taking clients that far apart, that far away, because it's really hard to give the care that you want to give when you know you're going to be driving three hours to rub someone's butt and they're going to go to sleep. Because the flip side of the coin is there are those clients who they trick up, like, we get we think it's real too like i mean Mm -hmm. how many times have we gone to certain clients recently like four times because like we don't know if it's real but there's enough going on that we have no choice but to go decide if it is or not yeah it's yeah we Uh, get we get fooled as well moms of prodromal labor it's not just you it's hard too because i know i always ask this question like when you're calling me and saying you're heading to a birth and i'm the birth assistant like so do you want me to just yeah. meet you there? Not, I'm not trying to like get out of going, but, but I definitely am. <laughs> or do you want to go in and check in and then let me know? Yeah. And then I feel like that's always a hard question depending on the situation. Cause some moms were like, we know if she goes, it's going to go fast. I, I feel like that decision though is easier for me to make. Like if I feel like I'm unsure, I really don't want to call you. Although I can think of multiple examples <laughs> when I did ask you to come and um, it was okay. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's just so many layers of decision making to it. I really feel like there's, there's never any right or wrong way to do it. And we're never going to get it down. 100%. Yeah. And so it's like, if we, if we had to teach a class on teaching people how yeah. to triage, it'd be very confusing. <laughs> I don't think there would be a way to do it. It's just like something that you have to learn with time. And sometimes we still get it wrong. Like the times we have those first time clients who have only been in labor for an hour. And we're like, this can't like, no, it can't possibly. And then they roll into the birth center and can't even get up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. We've been having so many of those too. I feel like where, cause I feel like when Kim was saying earlier, like we've switched, I feel like I used to be the midwife who would like go and be with people for three mm-hmm. days. Right. But I mean, that's when I had like one or two people a month. Right. Um, whereas now I feel like I'm being that, per- I'm that person who's like waiting as long as possible because I mean, especially with home births, like if it's working, like, yeah, you don't want to, why mess with yeah, it? Yeah. Cause it's not just about us. Like we don't want to mess up the pattern too. Yeah. Um, 
and also like it's so much is based on like how the parents are coping as well right yeah like we i always ask like are you ready for me to come and if they say no like i'm okay with like doing that most of the time although there was a time recently where i was like i'm sorry i'm gonna I'm veto that decision and yeah. i'm gonna ask you to come here um but yeah i feel like uh kim recently has been going for a lot longer mm-hmm. birth support than i have recently which is funny because it does feel very different so yeah i feel like and i do i feel like i don't want to say i don't know i was gonna say maybe we've been pushing it too much because we have like missed some births recently yeah but, but those are the ones like that those are fluke ones where they're yeah. like so freaking fast yeah or they're letting us know farther along than they think you know because they don't think they're that far along aka emeritus yeah so it's like it also it, it can change according like our f- thoughts and feelings do affect it it's like we always try and keep our personal life out of our work right. life but the it's hard to do that 3 a.m is the hardest time to do oh, that. oh well before you had eliza you just had all the time in the world yeah so you would absolutely be like i'll go check on yeah them. i'll do that yeah and now i have more like i sleep at night right you like seem I, way more open to going and checking on yeah, people because you like, know well, like you're gonna sleep and now that we're like like we're getting busy but also we share call time so yeah. now that i don't do every single day i don't mind getting up and going because yeah, i know it, it might be a week before i, I go you're a lot more graceful about it yeah because i'm in that place now yeah where my kids are sleeping and i'm not exhausted all the time yeah. and i don't mind yeah um, so it is actually time for us to go to break, oh, beautiful. but when we come back, I actually don't know what we're going to do, but I think we should I have talk ideas. about some of the questions that we do ask as part of the trias process. So let's go to break. Cue the music. Oh yeah. So the sponsor oh, yeah. for today's podcast is us we've been using the same patreon ad for a really long time so we figured we might as well make a new four one is that a shout out i for know for all of our patrons <laughs> that we kn- we love and know we're so grateful to have you as patrons of our podcast we, we don't deserve you Even thank you for letting us fail you for we've four years really been failing but now we're gonna get back on track there's three levels that you can join up if you would like to support our podcast and once again for all of our no matter what our output is though i do think we'll do better this time and for all of our patrons we still have we love you and appreciate you so much words can even describe thank you for your patience desperately in love with you and all we have to say is cheers Cheers. you're not giving up on us Welcome back from that delightful break. We got mimosas. We're sampling our cocktails for Mom's Mimosas tomorrow, which I guess we could shout that out on our podcast. Definitely. For, oh, yeah. yeah we could Why do don't that. we do that? So we host Mom's Mimosas every month. It's the second Wednesday of every month from 1030 until noon, which really usually ends up being longer, but whatever. It's great. And it's just like a super casual mom's group. Kids come. It's kid friendly. Drinks are optional. People bring amazing snacks. I yeah, feel you like have it's to bring a snack. Well known for its snacks. Meredith provides the champagne. I do. Provide I say the Meredith champagne. because I don't usually go. No, that's fine. It's fun though. I really enjoy it, and it's like a really fun mix of people, and it's just really casual. It's good. Yeah, There's no topics. There's no themes. You we just, just sit around and hang Mom's out. Mom's getting to hang out with each other, which is desperately needed. Yeah. I don't even think, like, I feel like we don't even talk about kids the whole time either. It's like refreshing. We talk about mm-hmm. other things. It's so nice. We also complain about our kids and but that's okay. how great they are also. Building community. Well, that's the portion of your life that you guys are all in. That's true. So yeah, it's here at Linden Tree. Uh, second Wednesday of every month 
from 10 30 to 12 bring your kids bring your booze bring your snacks whatever you want yep Fun you have to bring stuff. food you don't have to bring booze but definitely we're bring not gonna food. kick you out if you don't bring food i will I'm just kidding. You're not even here. I'm Kim's not even not here. here. I'm not here. Get over yourself. Sometimes but if you do, could you make it gluten free? So anyways, <laughs> I had this big aspiration of making like a holiday cocktail for mimosas, and then I remembered we had cranberry juice in the fridge. So now we're having cranberry mimosas. Oh, why don't you just do like a spiced <laughs> cranberry and champagne? Why are you adding more? You literally just tried to give me permission to take things off my plate, and I did. And I mean, now you're adding to the plate. But you're talking about it again. Maybe I'll make some chai tea. We can mix it all up and see what happens. That's okay. That you know awful. what I'm so excited about is we were just talking about during the break is that we are going to go to Spa World on Monday. <gasps> and it's yes. a big deal. It's a big deal. Because we're taking our kids for the first time. It's Evie's 12th birthday. Yes. And she is so excited so to excited. get naked so is Ren. in a public Ren is area dying <laughs> just dying to go she's like i'm showing all this off look at it and i'm like oh my god i've created a monster also They're nobody gonna, is going to care it's nobody so, cares it's like so important though they're gonna see all of these like beautiful naked bodies and are gonna be different shapes and sizes yeah, and colors and even though so good it is so awesome but even though we go and we're adults every time as soon as we first get naked we giggle we giggle we're like <laughs> We don't do it as we're much naked. now. The first time, the first time we got naked, we were like, <laughs> okay. And then we were okay. It's such a shame. We don't do it enough in our society. I know. You just get used to it. Yeah. You just get used to naked people. Yeah. In Thailand, it didn't matter. There was just naked people everywhere. It was so normative. Um, we did this fun thing I found because I just redid my living room. Yeah, you did. It looks amazing. And um, I had this like box of like, their tarot cards mm-hmm. and their navy but they had like gold drawings on them yeah. and i was like i forgot i had these and so i was like here pick a card like me and my brother brian's in town yeah and so he's staying with us and oscar was there so we played like board games this morning and we hung out and then i was like oh let's all pick a card so brian picks the card he picks um I forget what it was, but it was like a wanderer who was naked standing in a pool of water with his arms up. And I was like, he goes, just about right. Oh, look, I picked myself. And I was like, that is so weird. So I guess that's what he's going to continue doing. For yeah, the next right. I mean, would we be able to be any different? We well, only What'd comes every two years. Right. So this is his like one visit for two years. And so I got to soak it all in. Um, What did I get this morning? I think I got the four of oh, the four of. Cups, cups, maybe. Yeah, Ooh. I've been pulling a lot of um, like uh, load carrying cards or like you're overdoing it cards. Or mm. and I'm like, yes, Are I you know. Listening to that message? Yes, I know. I am. I am. I am currently working on um, decluttering my life and getting back to basics and just organizing my thoughts and life. So it feels good. I am actually doing yeah. it. Jess is looking at me with a face. that's like, no, I, that's not we had what, an hour long conversation about this morning. So I feel good about it. Yeah, yeah I do feel good about I it. I was just thinking that, I mean, it's only been for like the past two days, but that I am also entering into that journey of figuring stuff out and getting releasing your load, releasing my load. <laughs> I release my release load all the it time. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just don't drop it everywhere like Evie does. And when she comes into the house, she takes that literally. And anything she's holding or thinking <laughs> or chewing, it just goes all over the house. All I know. It sounds I really, really had awful. a hard time transitioning from uh-huh. that sex joke I was Me making uh-huh. to Evie dropping her load all over uh-huh. the house. That yeah. was... 
I mean, she's a teenager. It could go Ew. in any direction. Ugh. I don't want to talk about like it at this point. Gross. Let's just cut that whole section out. <laughs> um, I feel really uncomfortable all of a sudden. Um, okay, so talking about triage, uh, we are going to talk about some of the tools that we use mm-hmm. when we are triaging. My hope is that clients are listening to this and they'll hear this yet again. Yes. Because I feel like we just talk about this a lot. It doesn't always translate. So, Or for the birth professionals out there that listen to this, if there's anything that we miss or something that you have found really helpful, um, write in and let us know like what you guys do. Because I know every single birth worker under if the planet you, triages a little differently. If you know a magic trick to be right most of the time... That'd be great. The only tool we use, this is going to sound equally horrific, is, is our, our mouth. Intuition. Mm. Is our intuition. Ver- is our words, our questions. We don't really have any other tool. Yeah. Except for eliciting questions. No. And Contraction out. timer. So My you, mouth doesn't want to do so that. So really That's the bad true. thing you were going to say is the only tools we have are our mouth and our fingers. Yep. <laughs> That's it. I call that being resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> too much nope i stopped myself um but there are other tools so okay so we'll start out with one that's very obvious uh contraction timers every person who gets pregnant downloads a contraction timer i have one on my phone and just the very simple very simple i know it's so fun to pay for the ones where you add a little smiley face or a no. little get like, the free one for the love of god don't write it in a notebook get no. a timer do you are t- not going to keep tabs on yeah. that i can't it's tell you it's so much easier how many times people still want to do it on paper it's a free app and it's so cool because after like literally 20 years of hearing people talk about contractions if you time a screen of contractions and then screenshot it and send it to me. I learned so much. From oh you. my gosh. I can tell you if your posi- your baby's in a malposition, OP, early labor, you know, you're like, oh crap, you should probably not leave your house now. Like we can just see so much. Mm-hmm. And I know people are For like, that's part. weird. How do you do that? Because you but just know. I just want yeah. to say that with that tool, because I always tell my doula clients this, like I want you to have a contraction timer but I don't want you to do the thing that a lot of parents do where for 24 hours they sit down and they time every single one of their contractions for like a whole day because yeah. I was like, you can't get into labor land where your partner is just going to be driving themselves insane. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you are also saying like start, stop because a lot of times it's hard to tell where you're at in your well, contractions. So I yeah, also, you are like really, I also, very, I also very often say, and yes, the, this rule is sometimes broken. Um, for the most part, I tell dads because I prefer dads to be the ones timing so that moms can just like sink into their labor. And I say, if her contractions are anywhere strong enough for her to be getting ready to go anywhere or us to come there, for the most part, you are going to be able to tell when one starts and one stops. Yeah. Like we yeah, do have those outliers. Rhythm and, and like little rituals that happen like some some women take like a deep, deep breath, breath. Mm-hmm. or some of them will suddenly like Shift close their, their eyes and like, way. or they move in a certain right. way or, know. or they make noises or they breathe. Like the, usually it's very obvious if a mom is having a contraction, there's only been a handful of times throughout my time as a birth worker that you're like, Oh, you, you're contracting that you Sorry, can't tell talking. if she's having a contraction. <laughs> and if she is in labor and you are monitoring the contractions, it's a lot easier to do if you put your own phone that you're playing on down. 
It's valid. Just like, oh, saying. what was this 20 minute gap? It's like, oh, sorry. I had to. I was watching. Put this block. Or just right. have the contraction timer on your phone. Candy Crush. So that you can then just bloop. multitask. Bloop. Just yes. pay attention if you're the one. as good as that is yes. So, but basically, like, at some point in time, if you think you're in labor, the person who's triaging you, like, if you're talking to your doula or if you're talking to your midwife, they're going to say about how far apart are your contractions. At that point, or right before you call them, time them for about 30 minutes. And if they're anywhere close to being oh, ready... You're going to have a pretty good picture within 30 minutes. And if you're really close to being ready, you're going to have a pretty good picture within five to 10 minutes. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're if you're timing for five minutes and you have two contractions before the five minutes is over, it's probably unless you're having prodromal labor, again, outlier, a good chance that you're getting close. Usually. Yeah. Allegedly. Usually. Allegedly. Another good tool we have is our ears yes <laughs> yeah i know oh my god how many times have you said to me well did you call them to see what they you sound never like call. and i'm like why would i want to have a phone conversation with somebody that sounds i don't want to have a phone conversation i want to hear her in labor cam in your defense i've been doing that too instead of ha- being like call and let me listen i'll be like can you just tell me what noises <laughs> she's making over text message but it if someone is is we need to make like a scale of sounds yeah just pick where on the scale i'm gonna send you a list of sounds is she mooing (laughs) yeah is she mooing but it's funny because animal noise there are times there are times where when they call i'm like thank god yeah they call i had no idea because they're so chill over text Mm -hmm. or they'll be like oh they're only like every six minutes and it's fine but then i called at i'm like well they're not answering my questions i'm gonna go ahead and call yeah and then i hear her and you're like oh like oh my gosh and then it's like one after the other and i'm like fyi they're two minutes apart oh i should have started my timer and i was like oh my god <laughs> like this there's several times that's happened where Wait, i'm like thank tell, goodness <laughs> can i tell you a story a client told us at a visit the other day yeah go it was um it was a client's brother i believe and his wife was in labor and the midwife they were doing like a home birth i think so or a center birth and so their midwife was like caught like when they're four minutes apart give us a call and let us know. I think it was like a first timer, right? So her man is timed this woman, our client's brother is timing his wife's contractions. And they're like, every seven, mm-hmm. every six, every five, <laughs> every three, every two. She hit the wall. <laughs> she crossed. She, she turned the corner. No, no. I think they might've missed the birth. And they're like, why didn't you call us? When her contractions were every four minutes apart. Oh, because like, it never went to four. they never were four minutes apart. They oh, skipped they four. Went from my. five to three. <gasps> and the sweet, sweet brother. Oh, my gosh. that he should call. Oh, my to gosh. To let them know that their contractions were. Oh, my were gosh. So we have to say closer than apart. four or closer. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Which is a good point <laughs> to make because I would. Never would have thought that. I were talking today earlier and I was like, I think i come off as an asshole a lot because i can't wrap my brain around how other people think yeah or perceive things or understand what i'm saying and i'm just like you're getting better at it i'm trying i'm trying to better understand people so when i'm talking chuck will do it now he'll say do you see how i could have thought you meant this Mm -hmm. and then i'll think about it and i'm like no 
but fine. You know, like, I know yeah. I don't understand how anyone would say that. And he's like, and then Oscar will say, I, I'm on dad's side with this one. Like the way you just said that is very confusing. So I tried to remember other people like the every four minutes. Yeah. They should have said less than four minutes, like four minutes or less or less or less. Yes. I um, would never have thought of that. I think those are my favorite tools. The yeah. End. Contraction timer and questions. Yeah. But then I like to do, um, if they're in that place where I'm like, I either need to go right now mm-hmm. or it's prodromal and I don't know which it is, I'll have them do shake the apples. Yeah. And I'll be ready because if it's, if it kicks it in that I know I need to leave, but there are many nights where I say do this and then if they continue, call me back and I'll sleep for the rest of the night Yeah, or for four hours. That's or also whatever. a good point. Like asking them to do something different. So it's like. If I say, I want you to go lay on your left side for the next 20 minutes and then tell me if the contractions stay the same or are different. So if they lay down on their left side or whatever and all of a sudden the contractions that were four minutes apart or seven minutes apart, I'm a lot more likely to be like, "Mm, I feel like it's not really it. Whereas if they lay on their left side and they're still going stronger, getting closer together, then I'm like, okay, it's... It's happening. So there's all these different things like try different things, do this, see what happens that help you to. And I think part of that, because I I know we focused a lot on ourselves in this episode, like triaging, but part of it is also because for a mom, I feel like if she calls in the troops and we get there or you go to the hospital and then you have to leave, like, that's more demoralizing than like really hard conversation yeah and to them it's like it they a lot of moms feel very defeated when that happens and then they don't trust what happens after that yeah that could go on for weeks yeah you know so it's a long time to live in doubt avoiding that is nice too because no matter how many times we say if we get called to your house and it's a false alarm it's okay for the most part if that happens they're like we feel so bad i felt horrible that happened like i'm not gonna let that happen again and then those are the births we end up missing because they're like don't call later yeah yeah and so trying to prevent that keeps them from feeling bad and keeps us from going somewhere unnecessarily. Yeah. It's like a win-win situation. I will say another thing that, I, that I've been doing um, over the past like year or so, maybe longer, I'm not sure, but I always make sure if it's the dad that's texting or calling, mm. um, if, it's in, if it's on a line and I'm not sure which way it's going, I'll say, well, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. about what's happening like how are you so sometimes they're more aware oh of what's going yeah because i'll ask ways. the mom like well how is she doing how is she coping blah 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 well how are you coping mm-hmm. and if they say uh, i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of freaking out mm-hmm. then i know the if, energy's weird right yeah. he's probably like we need to go we need to go we need to go and she's probably like i'm fine yeah and so i've said like or I'll, even if it's over text and how are you coping with everything? Do you feel supported? Do you have any questions? And they'll say, actually, I'm a little like worried because this is what happened last time. And then yeah. I'll send a message for the dad, mm-hmm. like not even talking to the mom because sometimes mom's we, going to labor land. Yeah, and- they're in their own place. And we have to remember, like I remember Chuck saying how he just had no fucking clue. Like I didn't know what to do. So when you came to our first birth with Max, mm-hmm. he was like, I will never have a baby without her again uh. because I felt 
like I understood what was happening. I'm so glad I got there within four and a half minutes because I was yep. still in my excited phase and I loved yeah. you. She, I, before I hung <laughs> up the right, phone, so you had fast. showed up and it was a rainstorm and everything. And I was like, were you waiting in my gutters? No, I happened to be like a mile away. It was uh-huh. weird How though. convenient. Yeah, sleeping know. in a tent by the road. <laughs> our, our friends literally lived a mile away. Uh-huh. They lived across from where the Queen Street Diner is and I nice. happen to be there. So funny. So I um, think we need to check in with the labor support people. Yes. Mm-hmm. If they have a new doula or a mom that's like a labor and delivery nurse or whatever they're going to be a little more yeah like panicky i also say that to the mom too because like we said at the beginning of this episode the longer we do this the less we realize we know and so there are some times when labors are not going according to even what our intuition would pick up or our rules would pick up and so i always say to the mom if you know in your body that you need to be at the place that you're going to give birth or you need the people that you're giving birth with to be there you are free to say that at any time because sometimes they will know that the laboring person will know that but they feel bad saying that if they are like they don't want to put us out of our way Mm -hmm. but that their intuition is really important as well and even though sometimes in that case, there are also outliers where their intuition was wrong, for the most part, their intuition is pretty right. Yeah. I want to say, too, like in visits recently, I've been finding myself telling our clients if they start to say like, oh, but I feel bad. I don't want to call you in the middle of the night. I don't want to call too early. I always tell them like we made this choice. Like we yeah, chose this, this job. Is our job. Like we could literally be doing anything else, but we made the decision to do this. So I just need you to like let that go and accept that yeah. we chose this. And then it just seems like that clicks for some reason with them. Like they like are like, oh, okay. Yeah. I also yeah, add. It's true. And also you're paying me. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like you're literally paying me. This is a service you're accessing for a service. So yeah. it's not like I'm doing this voluntarily. Yeah. You're paying me to that's do valid. this for you. Yeah. Doesn't Meredith's hair look so 80s right now? It does. It's like, like a rock star. 80s rock star. Let's just call it a mullet. It looks like the longest mullet like I've ever seen. I love it. I know. Not it's, now. Every day is a little different. I never know what I'm going to get. Not with when your I'm, bangs down. Oh, just but when, when you like, when you brush them back. <laughs> you gotta keep on keeping on keep on keep it on i have another tool oh okay. what is it Benadryl. oh <laughs> yes when you said apples i was like oh Benadryl. followed so. by benadryl <laughs> yeah so talk about that a little bit very often if um we have a mom who's having prodromal labor or if it's or unfair. it's just like very long early labor and it's not kicking in that is a tool that we will suggest is I Benadryl and sleep. I tell all of our clients at 36 weeks, even if you think you're never going to use it, have it, just have it. And then you, at 3 a.m. when you haven't slept for two days, you have it. When you hit that wall where you can't take anymore, you'll have it. And mm-hmm. they still don't get it. I know. Yeah. They could use a frying pan. <laughs> well, and I always tell people, um, that don't chase labor, let labor chase you. Yeah. Um, because sometimes, again, they get into that mindset where it's like I don't want to do anything to stop it but they're so tired they're not going to progress well and so I always say like if it is time for you to be in active labor, Nothing's going nothing we do is going to stop it. Yeah. Benadryl's not going to stop it. A glass of wine's not going to stop it. A bath's not going to stop it. Like, But if it's not time, then it's going to give you two hours of sleep that are going to be your lifeline that you will never regret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Or it'll amazing. be the same thing where like we don't hear from them until the sun comes up. Yeah. Um, so we need to go into our birth story about a little bit about 
triaging and how sometimes it's even hard after we get there because there are very many times where we do head in and we're still playing that guessing game of what's going on what's going on is it isn't it is she gonna have and her I baby think it's especially hard if we are with someone that we've been with before mm-hmm. and it's hard to not take their history into consideration yeah just because they had prodromal labor or they had whatever happened before does not mean that's what's happening now mm-hmm. but it's hard to not like how oh, this happened last time just like you it's know? hard for them as the laboring person yes. to not be like well this is what was happening last time so it means it's where this is how much longer yeah. I have this time yes Okay, I love this story. I'm really excited to tell it. So this I'm was really like, sad I wasn't there. I know. She was super bummed you weren't there too. Super sad. But luckily it went fast enough that she didn't have time to think about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this was baby number five and she just has like a... Oh, I'm sorry. Eliza also wants to tell the story. Um, so she has a history of long labors even though this is baby number five. Like her shortest labor was 16 hours still and she always pushes for a couple hours because she has a history of a cervical lip that needs to be resolved manually. So for four births, every single time she would get a cervical lip that... Which n- just means her cervix would swell. Yes. When she was pushing. No amount of time mm-hmm. or waiting would resolve and the only way that the baby came out all four times was that someone manually held the lip back so the baby would come so pushing was just like very intense it was cool she had to get out of the water so she never got a water birth can we just have a teaching moment and remind everyone that's listening that there's a difference between a lip of a cervix that's left to dilate and And a cervical swollen lip that's true so i just wanted Mm -hmm. to say we know section it's not because we're checking her every five seconds and so she has a little bit of lip left no her lips, her lips, her lips, yeah. her, her lips. lips, her cervical, her cervix always ends up swell, swelling like on the anterior, anterior lip. Yeah. And the pushing takes so much longer than yeah. it seems. like obvi- it's obviously not going the way it usually goes. Right. Yeah. So our plan, our goals for this labor were water birth because she's always wanted one but never been able to have one. And we'd also plan to give her Benadryl um, once she started feeling pushy. Because um, in hopes that the Benadryl would help resolve the lip so she could avoid pushing on a lip altogether, right? So um, this is another example of like when you're triaging, you know this person's history. And maybe even more than usual, we have like a plan of how to address this labor in context of her previous labor. So um, they came in for stim, which she'd also never done before. Yeah, because so, she was almost 42 weeks, wasn't she? Yeah, and normally she carries late, Yeah, so she just usually like will go late, but this time she was like, you know, I like want to stem and see how it goes. So she comes in and gets the stem kit. They go home and stem. Um, I'm like, if I don't hear from them by the early afternoon, I'll reach out and see how things are going. So then I'm literally about to call her, and I'm in the middle of Target at like, you know, two or three in the afternoon, and I get a call from him. And he's like, hey, just like want to give you a heads up. We actually stopped stimming about two hours in because things were getting really intense and it seems like things are going. So we just want to give you a heads up. And I was like, perfect. And he was like, I was like, how are you guys feeling? Are you feeling like you want to come into the center? And he was like, no, we're doing really well. Thanks. I was like, cool. And I think the contractions. Isn't he so like clear cut? So, so clear. He's so, he's just like, and here's what's, no, I'm just kidding. here's what's happening. <laughs> so then, and her contractions are, I think like every four to five minutes at this point. Right. So like for a mom of five, Not four to five minutes, right? Four, four to, to five, five minutes. minutes yes. Apart. Sorry. It sounded like you said 45 oh, minutes. Oh, shocking. I spoke Southwestern <laughs> Virginia and you couldn't understand me. So four to five minutes apart, which for most moms of five, you would have them come in, right? But with her history and with them feeling comfortable at home, 
they decided to stay home. Like, um, I also was like, is she being verbal at all? And he's like, no, not really. She's breathing through them. You so know, they're not cool. super. They don't seem super intense no. at this point. So then. And I I'm know like, at this point you called me and you're like, girl, I don't know. Like, maybe it's going to keep going and maybe it's going to stop because she was stimming. Like, right. We'll just see. Yeah. And so um, I didn't even feel like I needed to like rush out of Target. I was like, I'm going to finish my Target trip. And I was like, I think I want. Yeah. But I did tell him, I was like, text me contraction timer picture so I can keep posted. Well, he had an app that I'd never seen before where you can write little notes. Nope. Too much. At the bottom. Too much. Well, thank This actually helped. Because I got like three, three pages of timing. Right. And so that was probably the course of like 20 minutes. Right. Since we talked. And I'm like looking over them and I see this little note on the bottom of one of the contractions. And I was like, it says feeling pressure pushy. What? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like probably 10 minutes ago. Oh, Because I was like gosh. looking through them. And that was some, one of the earlier ones. Yeah. So I was like, so I texted him. I was like, hey. What's this? Hey. I just saw this little note on your contraction timer that mentioned pressure. I just want to check in. And so I sent the text and then I was like. I'm going to call. So I like call him and I was like, Hey, I just noticed I sent you a text. But I just wanted to call and follow up. Like I saw this note on your contraction timer about her feeling pressure. And I was like, what's up with that? And he was like, Oh, you know, like she's on the toilet. And I was like, Oh, oh. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe like get her off the toilet and see if she's still feeling it. And so like, you know, a little time passed and I was like, yeah, like, is she still feeling pressure? And he's like, yeah, she's saying it's like, you know, pretty consistent with contractions. <laughs> and didn't and he say she was shaking? Yeah. So all of a sudden he was like, oh, she's saying she's cold. Because I heard her in the background. She was like, I'm cold. I'm cold. And he's like, yeah, she's cold. So I'm going to get her a blanket. I was like, is she shaking? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, she's shaking. I was like, is she nauseous? Oh, he was like, yeah, goodness. she's nauseous. And I was like. So, so at that point you texted me and you were like, or you called me and you were like, so she might be in transition yeah. right now or she might just be cold and nothing's really but happening. also i said to him i was like do you want to come in and he was like no we feel fine yeah and i was like well is she verbal with contractions and he was like no not really and then all of a sudden i hear in the background i was like oh. i was like well what is that then um <laughs> like, did you get a bear do you have a bear? Sounds verbal. So then I was like, I, this is probably one of the first times in my career I could think where I was like, listen, I know you said you guys said you're good at home, but I really think you should come to the center because you know me. I'm usually like, oh, wait till yeah, the last second. Everything sounds great. So yeah. So then I finally like. So I, but like, if it was a home birth, you would have left and gone to their home. Yeah. But they, I mean, it wasn't a long drive. It was like a 30 minute drive. But I did that thing where I was like, listen, I'm not even going to stop my car. I'm stopping my car in front of my house and Terrence is grabbing Eliza. Like, I'm not even going to get out of my car like so i would texted jess and takia came it was like our first birth together so i was like this is interesting i still not sure what we're walking into but my gut was telling me that and we she's knew in even if she started pushing she had the history of that lip it could take a really right. long time oh that was another level of decision making as i did have her take the benadryl yes on the way and i was like oh good I, call i know but i was nervous about that because i was nervous i like told her too early so I felt I wasn't sure if that was the right choice or not. So anyway, so they get here and she's just doing so beautifully. We, I, you were confident throughout that she was. Pretty it wasn't far because along. of how how she was acting, even though it was just like because it, it was just some kind of like feeling. Yeah. Did you smell it? You know how you can smell transition. I think well, you we can. Stayed in the fr- we stayed it, in the front because they actually. I feel like she was doing better with us, not in the yeah, room. Yeah, but it was like 
we couldn't tell with our thinking brains like she is she about to have a baby or is she not about to have a baby but like my body felt like even if <laughs> I was she's not the pooping urges yeah even if she's <laughs> not about to have a baby in the next hour like she's definitely in labor right and she's she's, in, she's at least in active labor if not or transition. as i said like she's cooking with gas but yeah it was still she was acting calm enough that we were like all right we're gonna leave you and go sit in the other room like we had her man and her sister with yeah, her as and well. so we were just chilling in the other room like chatting we yeah in here yeah and it was like one of my fir- it was my first birth to kia so of course i'm like in my head about it. i'm like well did i make the right call i don't know blah, blah, blah. but we went out of the room for what like 20 minutes yeah it's so like 20 minutes and then we're sitting up here and she has like an- one contraction where we're like okay that sounds like progress i heard something and i was like that sounds and then good she- and then she heard and not we heard another one and she was like there was a push in it and I was like oh okay cool so right when we were getting up to walk out the door her sister comes up and was like hey she's feeling pushy and we're like gorgeous we know we can hear it but in our mind we have like another hour at least because, because we're gonna get past this lip right we're still like is there gonna be a lip is that gonna happen so she like she's in the tub and we walk in and like we're not even I think she has one more contraction one. while we're in there and then she goes I feel the baby moving down and we're like cool I was like or no she said I feel burning burning and I asked I was like oh is it up near your pubic bone thinking that it could be the lip the lip because yeah, yeah. lips can cause a burning sensation higher up or is it down low and she says no it's the baby's head yeah and, and we're she, like what and she's pretty tall so like her hips were like down on the birth tub. So like I couldn't see anything. Mm -mm. So sure enough, like I feel, and the baby's like well right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like not a full crown yet, but right there. And the the bag was still intact. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it broke at the last second, but she didn't even really push. She breathed her baby all the way to love that. She deserved that. I know. And she only pushed with the shoulders. And it wasn't even like dystocia push. It was just like one push. And then the shoulders were delivered. And it was just like. It was awesome. A completely unexpected experience. And afterwards, she just kept being like, I can't believe that happened because none of us could. It was just like such a vastly different experience than her first or her first. And like we said, like even at the very end, we couldn't tell she was about to push out a baby. Mm -hmm. We were like, she's in labor, but she could be in labor for the next eight hours. Like no idea that we were going to walk in that room and three minutes later yeah. the baby is gonna but be you out you can feel it or it's so funny because i'm like we have said before it smells like it smells like she's in transition and people yeah. are like yeah. what the like hell that's the creepiest that thing you've ever mean. said it has also, a smell yeah there's it's just water bec- throws it off sometimes though. yeah that yeah, is true water birth do does that. but it's just we're just aware i'd like to say like i can on. feel it in my bones but I it's more like i feel it in my, my vagina fingers. it's like just feel like something's I'm happening feeling twingy like how, i'm just gonna start asking you how heavy does your vagina yeah. feel right now Jess? well it's so funny because it's the opposite because sometimes you're at births <laughs> where everything on the outside looks like you're about to have a baby and you're feeling like you want it to be that but somewhere in your body you're you like no it's not i just yeah. know it's not yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah her birth was absolutely amazing and she um, was so aware the entire time of what was going on it was so minus mm-hmm. the fact that she wanted to stay home and have her baby but that that been was fine. So, they were so aware that would have been fine yeah. also call your provider when they're feeling pushy because even if it's wrong it's good to <laughs> roll it out pushy. good information <laughs> to have that's i'm so glad you saw that <laughs> so i mean worst case too. scenario she would have just had her baby at home yeah it would have been fine it would have been so beautiful but i was really glad but not what there. they wanted <laughs> no she preferred the tub over her toilet yes <laughs> i mean it's, uh, is that water birth still yeah yes no. <laughs> not for her for the baby for the baby 
Um, so it's actually time to finish up our episode. Is there anything you beautiful ladies want to say about triage that we have not covered? It's rough, but so, it's also really rewarding. And basically, we didn't tell you anything except if you feel don't it in know, your vagina, you then it's probably right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the longer I do if this, I don't know If you can send your anything. midwife a video or a picture of the baby's head coming out, that then probably you're, means you're about to have You're going to have your baby. Well, that's happened to us, too. It has happened. Yeah. Um, but... For that mom whose story we just told, uh, you are a badass, and we're so happy for you and your beautiful birth. And for all the other parents out there who are about to go through labor, have ever gone through labor before, who have had a baby in any way. You've got this. You've got this. The only other thing we have to say. No, I have one more thing. Our friend, Anna Shoemaker. Blue balled our cheers. I'm so sorry. I blue balled your cheers. She wrote and illustrated an adorable children's book, and it's called Hike Your Own Hike, and it is absolutely adorable. You can post it. Yeah. And I just want to do a little shout out to Anna because it's just so cute, and I'm so happy to have it on our um, The kids have been really enjoying it. Yeah. And I feel like it goes along with what we're saying that even though we have certain things that we say, you eventually have to hike your own hike or birth your own birth. Wow. Exactly. Look at you. Just plugging it. Way in. to pull my blue ball into something I meaningful. Know. <laughs> and the only other thing we have to say really is cheers. cheers.